sometimes an authorized, unauthorized seller will, will jump onto your listing, take away your buy box because they're offering a lower price and then steal some of your sales. Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Welcome to another episode of the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. We are so excited to have a very, very special guest today with us, Michelle Bonadonna. She is from Vantage B BP. Sorry. She is the VP of sales there. And we were talking to her the other day and we knew right away we had to get her on the podcast. Her and her company are performing something that hardly anybody in the space ever pays attention to. Um, and But when this is a problem for you and your Amazon business, it is a huge problem. And we experience this ourselves, um, but we, we will uh, kind of tease it there. So Michelle, kind of tell us um, who you guys are, what you do, and uh, what your mission is. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me today, Seth. So uh, Vantage PP is an online brand protection company. We focus on removing unauthorized resellers. Uh, in addition, we can also remove counterfeit listings and IP infringements. Uh, the company was actually founded more on the black market counterfeit space originally because that was more of the problem in the beginning. Um, however, as the years have gone by, the unauthorized reseller piece is definitely the biggest threat to the majority of our accounts business. And so that is more of what our daily enforcement focuses on now at this point, um, but we still maintain all three enforcements within our service. Yeah, that's amazing. So Michelle, um, we started our businesses in 2014 and we're a private label seller and we were selling our own brands and we would have people come and attach on our listings and sell our product as an unauthorized seller. And we used to call them hijackers because they were hijacking all of our sales. <laughs> that's what everybody used to call them. So we were um, building all these brands and it seemed like it was a, a, a full-time job for our staff to fight off these unauthorized sellers. And if you're a brand owner selling on Amazon, you don't even realize that this is possible a lot of times. But what happens is when you build a listing on Amazon, anybody um, that comes to sell on Amazon and looks at the catalog can see that as an eligible listing a lot of times to sell on that listing alongside you because Amazon is a third-party marketplace, not just a place where you get to be the sole outlet for that product unless certain steps are taken. So Michelle, kind of explain what an unauthorized seller is um, and then how it actually is damaging a business from uh, from like a revenue perspective. Yeah, definitely. So there's actually, uh, I would say two definitions of an unauthorized seller. Um, the first being one from the brand's perspective and or you know the, the authorized seller for that brand, whether it be a license or a private label, whatever it is. Um, and that is you know anyone who is popping onto their listing who is unknown to them and oftentimes trying to steal their buy box and coming in at lower pricing. Um, however, from a marketplace perspective, um, they would actually only consider someone an unauthorized seller if they are unable to provide um, some sort of legitimate invoice that proves that the goods are genuine. Uh, so that's kind of where we jump in and we are able to kind of tread that line and work from both the expectations of the marketplace as well as work through what the concerns are um, for the seller themselves who is you know authentic for that brand. Yeah, so let's imagine like our the majority of our listeners are brand owners. They are people that have built a brand, put a lot of uh, sweat and blood and, and money into <laughs> into building up their brand, and then they're selling their 
their uh, goods online on Amazon. And then somebody comes in with a counterfeit product or a generic product. And they say, basically, I have the same product that you guys are selling, even though your product is trademarked and your product is branded and it's not the same. Sometimes an authorized, unauthorized seller will, will jump on your listing, take away your buy box because they're offering a lower price and then steal some of your sales. That not only decreases your revenue, but it also creates a situation where somebody else's product is ending up in your customer's hands where they're not going to be getting what they're expecting. So then your listing could get negative reviews. There's a whole host of, of things that can happen negatively when this is when this is happening, Michelle. So I love what you guys are doing. Like I said, I wish I could have just hired you <laughs> to do this for us back in 2014 when we were trying to figure all this out ourselves. So um, Michelle, what is it that you guys do differently? I know we had our own internal processes, but um, Amazon has grown and developed a lot over the last several years. So there's, there's channels, the correct way to fight this off. So what do you do now? <laughs> so, um, we have really worked to automate the majority of the process because, you know, part of the issue is that you're trying to handle this on your own and you're going through all the individual listings and trying to compile a list to all the different sellers. It is incredibly time consuming. Um, so we run, uh, what we call on our end product crawlers, but are really discovery scans for the brand to determine who all of the sellers are within the listings and all of the listings out there under that brand's name, whether it be an authorized ASIN or a duplicate ASIN, whatever it is, everything pulls into our system. Um, then from there, we actually have an arrangement with the marketplace where we can reach out directly to sellers via the platform to request invoices from them. Uh, we don't have to figure out who they are, if the information that they've listed on the marketplace is accurate or not, try and find an email address for them. We just message them directly through the system without the algorithm blocking us. Uh, so what we actually do is um, we automate that process of notifying sellers. And then when we reach out to them, we ask them that they identify themselves as well as they provide us with an invoice for the merchandise that they are listing for sale. And the reason that we do that is because there is a thing called the first sale doctrine that wasn't necessarily created with 3P marketplaces in mind, but as time went along, it now offers protections to 3P sellers that as long as goods are authentic and they can prove that, they can technically sell in the marketplace. And the marketplace, you know, doesn't really care about resale agreements. So we send these notices out. Um, they actually get two notices over a six-day period requesting the information. And uh, the nice thing is, is that at this point, we've built relatively good relation, uh, reputation, I should say, among the resale community. And a lot of them know who we are. They look at us as kind of a legal entity, even though we are not a law firm. And when they do get these notices, 60 to 70% of sellers just remove their listing by getting a notice from us for the brand that we're enforcing. Uh, we typically have about 10 to 15% who provide us with an invoice, um, which is great because then, you know, you can go out to your distributor, stop selling those specific sellers if you need to. You can reinforce resale agreements that you might have in place that prohibit them from selling on the 3P marketplace that maybe you just didn't know who they were because of the name that they sell underneath. Um, you know, it just opens up a, a lot of insight into the supply chain that you're working with on your own at that time. And sometimes it's even a matter of maybe I should stop off pricing things to Ross or TJ Maxx so early in the sales cycle because clearly there's still a marketplace for this on Amazon. And this is where a lot of the invoices are coming in from, from the sellers. Um, so that's usually about 10 to 15%. Then from there, we have about 10 to 20% of sellers who just ignore both of our notices. And so we have an arrangement with the marketplace that we can then file. Um, it's called an unverified listing complaint from our end, which essentially just tells the marketplace, 
We've done our due diligence. We've requested invoices. We haven't received them. We can't guarantee goods are authentic. And so we're asking them to remove the listing from that seller. Um, the only thing that remo is removed is that specific seller under the listing, not the whole listing itself. Uh, so we submit that to the marketplace. They will take about three to five days to process our request. Um, but in general, we see listings come down as quickly as three days, as long as two weeks, depending on if the seller removes it or if we go to the marketplace. And then uh, we have a standard 80 to 90% um, online infringement reduction rate by the end of the first two months with running this process. Wow, that's amazing. So Michelle, we were <laughs> we were fighting this ourselves years ago. And I remember we, we had to buy out um, all of our competitors' inventory so we could verify that it was not um, legitimate. And then we would send pictures to Amazon and it would take forever. And then we had all this money tied up and we had to do the return process. It was a real nightmare. So what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing and I love it. So Michelle, I've uh, coached a lot of sellers over the years. And one thing that I found kind of um, odd, but it makes sense because if you come in as a private label seller, you don't have the experience on the wholesale side. So you don't really realize that listings are just like a placekeeper for other sellers to be selling. So a lot of sellers that I've talked with don't even realize that this um, other seller uh, functionality is even a thing. So what can a seller do to realize that this is happening to them um, or to see if they're losing the buy box or how can they can they see this from metrics in the back of their Seller Central account or can they, do they have to just go to the listings? What do they need to do to see if this is a problem for them? You know, so I, uh, our team does not necessarily really get into the listings themselves uh, because we run the scans um, kind of separate from having to be part of a brand's brand registry. We focus on things like the brand name, specific product item names um, that are you know important to them that they have issues with. So um, for us, when we run a scan, which we run free scans for uh, sellers all the time so that they can see the extent of the issues on their listings, uh, you'll actually have access to a dashboard. And within our dashboard, it will tell you at the time that the scan was run, who the buy box winners were at that time. And you'll be able to see every single seller that is on your individual products, as well as for your entire brand within that dashboard. Okay, very good. And then one of the things that um, that maybe your scan would pick up that we used to run into is um, we would have unauthorized sellers and selling unauthorized goods that are counterfeit, but they would only list like during 3 a.m. times where they could pick up sales without other body, anybody else noticing. Do you guys have a way to uh, scan for that? So um, we actually run our scans at random times throughout the oh, week okay. so that the sellers, yeah. So it may be a weekday, it may be a weekend. Um, it's really intended so that the sellers don't get a good, clear idea of when scans are run. And so they can't kind Perfect. of play around yeah. the system. Um, yep. So yeah, those will pick things up uh, just at any time of the day or night. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Because we used to have that all the time. We're like, why are our sales 30% less? And it was, we were losing the buy box 30% of the time. So one of the ways that we used to catch it, Michelle, is when, when, you, when you're in Amazon, if you look at your buy box win rate, you can see if it's 100% or if you're mm. losing it. So if you're losing it, something's happening, even though you may not be be uh, aware of it. So um, definitely check out Vantage BP, have them do a scan. Is that kind of the best uh, place to start, Michelle? Yes, so if you go to our website, um, there is the very first thing that pops up is the option to request a free reseller scan. We can get that done in usually 24 hours. Every once in a while, it takes about 48 hours. Um, and then I'll reach out to you with that information and you'll have access to the dashboard and we can go from there. 
Yeah, that's amazing. So vantagebp.com, look for the reseller scan and then um, read the results and get started. And then you basically be able to see if anybody is stealing revenue, stealing your brand share, um, kind of degrading your brand. And then it sounds to me like, Michelle, you guys have a dream process where you can actually, <laughs> you know, you have this, this dialed in where um, people won't be able to kind of get away with doing things that are unauthorized. This is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we, our goal is definitely to make it as automated as possible so that there is very little that the brand has to do on there. And the, the main piece of the enforcement that we ask the brand to help us with is just to review the invoices when they come in and let us know if they're legitimate or not. Yeah, I love it. So Michelle, any parting words before we wrap this thing up? Uh, you know, I guess I should just touch on the fact that speaking to more of like the counterfeit piece of things, um, yeah. we do also run test buys for our brands. Uh, that's just part of the service. And in addition, um, we offer month to month contracts. So unlike some of the other brand protection companies that are out there, you don't have to sign up with us for a year. You can sign up with us for 30, 60, 90 days, whatever it is that you need to get through the process to clean up the issue. And then from there, if you want to maintain a maintenance, if you want to take a pause, if you want to swap to another marketplace because something beyond Amazon is an issue, we work with 165 marketplaces. We've got you pretty much covered from every base there is. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So it's Vantage BP. BP is for brand protection, I'm assuming. Yep. VantageBP.com. Um, get a reseller scan and uh, make sure your listings are clean. Michelle, this has been amazing. This has been another post-purchase podcast episode. We'll see you guys on the next one. <laughs>